We'll do it live. I think we're live. Are we live? I think so. Shit. <laughs> I wasn't actually ready. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're starting with a uh, a new game I made for you guys. So, all music has tags for every album and every band. Okay. There are oh, no. mood tags and okay. theme tags. Now, for the moods, I made album moods, colon, this or that. I'm going to give you guys two options, and you have to pick between which, which of the two is the describing word that they used for Between the Buried and Me's colors. Oh, okay. 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 All right. So we're going to start with Manic or Street Smart. Ooh. I would guess Manic, personally. You know, I think I'm going to go Street Smart. All right. That's, uh, I guess we're doing this with points. One point, Casey. It is Manic. Woo. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll take that. All right. Sprawling or nocturnal? Oh. I'm going to say sprawling. That was my first guess, too. I think I'm going to stick with it. All right. You're both correct. It was sprawling. Do we have yes. literate or theatrical? I'm going to say literate. I'm thinking theatrical. Screw it. <laughs> You've tied it up. Lee and Casey <laughs> tied 2-2. Two, two. It is literate. Yes. All right. Round three. Raucous or outraged? Oh. Ooh. Mm -hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say raucous. I'm going to... Yep. I'll go with outraged. Yep. <laughs> Lee is correct again. It is raucous. <laughs> I don't know, man. Woo! I'm not convinced. <laughs> Hey, man, I'm not all music. This is just what they typed in. All right, last round for the this or that. Brash or bleak? Did you say brash? Yeah, brash or bleak. I'd go with, ooh, hmm. Now, this is tough. Mm, it is tough. I, th I think because there's a bit of both, but I, th I think I'm going to go with bleak. I'll go with Brash. Why not? All right. That seals it in. Leah with four oh points. Oh, my God. It is bleak. What? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. All right. So then I made a different game for album themes. Oh, I'm going to give oh, you guys okay. seven. Okay. Three of them are the themes. The mm -hmm. other four are not. Okay. So we have Imagination, Road Trip, Sweet Dreams, Guy's Night Out, Scary Music, Loss Slash Grief, and Night Driving. Those were all seven. What? Wow. What? So, do you need me to number them? Yeah, yeah. Let's, okay. go, let's Num go ahead one more time. Number one is Imagination. Uh-huh. Number two was Road Trip. Number three was Sweet Dreams. Number four is Guy's Night Out. Number five is Scary Music. Number six was Loss Slash Grief. And number seven is Night Driving. Okay. Ooh. 
So we get to pick three, right? Yes. So, ooh, I'm definitely going to say five. For scary oh, music? Scary music. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. I'm going to say one. Imagination, okay. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and I believe it was seven, right? Seven For night, night driving. driving? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm immediately kind of counting out sweet dreams. I just okay. don't, that just doesn't, <laughs> it just doesn't seem right to me. Okay. Um, scary music was one that I thought about, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel like, I don't know what they mean by scary. It doesn't feel scary to me, <laughs> I guess. So I, I don't really feel that one. Guys night out feels a little bit more like croakies and boat shoes. Okay. Fair. Um, I'm, you know, I think I'd go with imagination, road trip, and night driving because road trip and night driving, they're almost the same thing. I yes. mean, you're driving. Yeah. So I went to other albums in other genres and so, some similar genres grabbing themes just out of the blue. Right. Mm-hmm. You both tied it up on two. You were both right on imagination and night driving. Ooh, okay. However, the third one, which I don't know where all mu- this is why I got the game because all music said guys night out. What was the third the third theme of the album? That is the most bizarre <laughs> thing I've ever heard of, especially for this album. Because I gotta tell you guys, I have a very odd controversial stance on this album. Ooh, I'm excited about that. <laughs> is the controversial stance? I hate this album. Suck no. It. No, no, no. It's just it 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 just it's a also just a very interesting like progressive album. Like yeah. like I could totally see like a guys night out sort of album being Alaska. Oddly, like I I know we just talked <laughs> about that recently, but like that that to me is just such a chaotic album that I felt like yeah, that could be absolutely like a guys night out that's just absolute chaos and <laughs> complete wantonness but th- so, this is this is a what so that so i just my mind. i just wanted to check really quick what other songs or albums were in guys night out right okay okay that makes sense so it has one two three four five six seven eight nine ten songs listed as highlights of guys night out okay the right. first one big pimpin by jay-z all right yeah, okay fair enough the boys are back in town thin lizzy definitely. definitely well yeah yeah of course but wow okay stay with me by faces i don't know that one but sure mm-hmm. who do you love by bo diddley oh yep ain't that a kick in the head dean martin okay mm-hmm. back in black acdc okay Cigarettes and Alcohol by Oasis. Uh huh. All My Rowdy Friends Are Coming Over Tonight by Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> okay. Gin and Juice, uh, Snoop Dogg, and a name I don't think I'm allowed to say. Okay, cool. And uh, Slow Ride by Foghat. Huh. I was expecting you to pick a song from Colors in there, and it was just not going to work at all. <laughs> um, unfortunately, Colors just isn't in the highlights for huh. some reason. I just don't know. Couldn't figure that out. Don't know why it got tagged with that, if I'm being 100% honest. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Well, with that out of the way, I guess, welcome to Subjective Waveforms. <laughs> My name is Casey Kaufman. I'm Leah. I'm Austin Schuler. We review, we uh, talk about albums. We don't review them. No, I mean, we might throw a, like a number at the end, like this out of 10, but I don't know if that's going to be a thing that sticks around. We'll but, see. But today we're talking about Between the Buried and Me's Colors, since Colors 2 comes out in exactly 12 days. Woo-woo! Um, yeah. So, hold on, let me go to the top of my notes, because I'm all over the place since we did that whole segment at the beginning. I had to type stuff so I could remember <laughs> what was happening. Um, I, my beginning thoughts of this album is that my enjoyment rises the further I get into the album, which was mostly the opposite in Alaska. Really? Yeah, I mean, I found myself enjoying the beginning and middle bits of Alaska more than the end. Mm -hmm. But now it's like the further I got into colors, the more I was enjoying it. And I really kind of started to enjoy it more once Informal Gluttony started, and then it ramps up a lot more with Ants. But, yeah. Yeah, this uh, this was an interesting album for me, for sure. Uh, it, it has a lot of ups and downs for me, which is really bizarre, because I, I felt the same way about Alaska. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I feel like this one is really interesting um what what did you think austin uh my thoughts on the album as a whole it is it felt like a consistent guitar sound throughout with just not you know the little breaks in between mm -hmm. but for the most part it was just a consistent solid but sometimes it just sounded a lot the same Mm -hmm. sound mm -hmm. for everything that wasn't the proggy bits yeah so i kind of i kind of lost a lot of focus on the album because i ended up it, it sounded like i was listening to some of the same stuff when it was just the rest of the riffs that weren't the fun parts yeah <clears throat> you know and and a lot for me yeah it was it was kind of the same like i overall um, cause like, I, I really want to dig into a couple of the tracks there, but overall, like it, it really felt really proggy and that, and I loved it. I loved it to death, but there was, uh, it, it would, it, it's a really interesting mix for me between like Alaska, like what they were doing on Alaska versus what they were trying to achieve more towards a uh, great misdirect. Right. So it's a really pivotal album. Definitely. Yes. I agree. Um, I started listening to the original colors album this week. I listened to it twice mm -hmm. and then randomly remembered that there was a remaster and Oh my God, the remaster is so much easier to hear everything. Is it? Yeah, that that's Way what I was going to go easier. for, but I ended up opting for uh just the original release just to just to really dig into that release, but yeah, maybe that is something I should give a shot at. You definitely should because they up the mix of every instrument. I I was able to hear Dan 
no matter what in any of the songs. Like Ooh. if I just sat there and listened, I I could hear him playing. I could hear Dusty. I could hear everyone. Mm-hmm. And that was very interesting to me. And I I mean, the remaster, I think, is just phenomenal. I listened to it probably six or seven times after I listened to the first one, because the first one's just so raw and almost muddy, I guess. Yeah, that was going to be one of my main uh, concerns and complaints about it is that, yeah, the mix is a bit muddy. Um, And, and just a weird note, um, Austin, you, you don't have Spotify like maximized right now, right? Uh, no. don't good. Um, the uh, on Spotify, the, the most played song surprised me greatly. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you guys want to take a guess as to which song it was? I mean, maybe one of the lesser known, which is maybe just one of the, the foam born one, like I... one of those tracks. My heart says prequel because of rock band. Okay. Um, Leah was right. It's Foam Born A by almost, by 45,000 listens. They're at 1.8 uh, million <laughs> listens. The next is prequel to the sequel at 1.803. I mean, that blows my mind being that like that first track is what? Like two two minutes and thirteen two, seconds exactly, and it's yeah. a build up to Foamborn B, and Foamborn <laughs> B has three hundred thousand less listens. What? How does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> I, wow. I honestly expected White Walls to be one of the highest, mm-hmm. and it's oh, fifth, I think. Wow. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's or fourth. It's fourth in most, which. I mean, that surprised me. I thought it was going to be much higher than that, but right. that was my that was my thing that I needed to note before. Isn't, isn't it like really, really awkwardly off on the um, the remaster plays? Uh, what do you What do you mean? So, uh, oh, be- yeah, like on uh, so on the remaster. Yeah, every single play is under. 40,000 except Foamborn A, which has really? the original play count. Yeah, they gl- it glitched out. So it has yeah. the 1.8 million listens, but everything else is way under. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. it's like people really like Foamborn, apparently, <laughs> if you're to screenshot that out of context. Which, speaking of Foamborn A, let's hop right into it, I guess. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy it as an intro it kind of it kind of fits their motif that they follow from here on out i mean it's a nice right it's a nice quiet song and builds into the the chaos i guess you could say or the the meat of the the album and i i like Mm -hmm. that it's just a nice way to start things off yeah that that's honestly one of the things that i have is that like it it literally it becomes a staple of like what a BT Bam intro should be. Yep. And not should be, but tip you know, like what they've become known for. Um, and it's iconic for them. So yeah, it's just it's a stellar intro for me. Yeah, yeah my my notes are 
I combined my notes for track one and two and just called it Foamborn. Okay. Uh, and the only note I had for Foamborn A is it is a build that feels like a staple in later albums. Like, it's, yeah. There's not not a lot to say about it than it is. It is the staple iconic build going into going forward to every album after this that I can think of. Except yeah. for their latest, um, they started it with Condemned to the Gallows, right. which starts off slow but quickly builds up which mm-hmm. yeah. obviously we'll talk about that at some point in our careers but yeah, yeah it's uh that's the only album so far that doesn't start off like that after uh colors, colors. yeah and and one thing for me that i i noted uh just because like i i really enjoy tommy's vocals that are like immediately just from the the first track it's more you're getting more of of Tommy's singing vocals, which is, um, it it's great. It's uh, I just feel like you know the band is like fully embracing like that side. Whereas I feel like Alaska was like, hey, let's let's try this out, see, because like we're we're typically known for like having like you know screamed vocals and everything like that. Like, uh, you know, Alaska was like the intro to it. This is like completely on board with it. And uh, the one thing that I noted is it's got some Queen vibes for me. Okay. There's a there's some definite vocal stuff for me that like what's really noted, uh, really interesting for me that I noted is uh, this came out right after uh, the release of Anatomy of. Oh. So Anatomy of which uh, was BT Man's like third album uh technical studio album they they ended up doing a cover album and they actually ended up covering a lot of like classic rock uh you know bands uh, on there bicycle on there right exactly yep Yep. queen i mean they did like king crimson and they did you know metallica and like motley crew and so many others like they they really did like a classic rock album and this is the exact uh vibe for me that was just like yeah they they definitely like knew what they were doing as far as like being able to be a cover band in in that sense but also be like a progressive metal band so they like mix those two sounds and i feel like this song like solidified that for me i don't know yeah yeah isn't that like that transition from being very heavy on stressed vocals into clean vocals kind of almost feels like a cliche in metal now. Yeah, like, and it it really does. Um, but I, I mean, it's it's been a cliche forever. Yeah, um, well, it's just like it's something you notice in a lot of bands. Like T- Tesseract's for- first albums had a lot more stressed vocals, and then I, they have rarely any stressed vocals in the newer stuff. Same with like Veil vale of Maya. Oh yeah, and. Uh, and any of those bands that relied heavily on stressed vocals when they first started has transitioned to a lot more cleans, at least as far as I, I know. If they started playing with cleans, they start they kind of stayed there. I mean, I can yeah. tell you even from, you know, just uh, being a vocalist and doing that sort of technique is, you know, when I was younger, that's all I really wanted to do. And now, you know, there is a part of me that wishes to just express something other than that. So I think that that uh, that really does have a lot to play into it um, as far as just like, yeah, legitimately, like just as you grow older and you understand this is not something that you can do forever, um, you can't not not only like physically be 
vocally straining your your voice that way um but to to continue that like stressed energy is so problematic like i for me at least like i just don't i don't want to do that continuing on like as i get older you know i want to express other forms of of emotion other than just anger so i i think this is you know even even just in this and just like what they progress to on this album is starting to get to that point because uh this kind of ties into just like my overall thing that i want to get to a bit later but um it it's it's a very interesting album that ties a lot of interesting stuff with bt bam together yeah so yeah yeah like yeah do we want to do any uh talk too much about foamborn b like it was um i have quick notes Mm -hmm. just that it's my least favorite song on the album (laughs) and it's the most alaska e song on the album which i think explain it explains itself yeah yeah Uh, no that that that's what i have and uh there was a like i have the like it was just a really great transition like that's one thing that i've noticed too is that this album is fucking phenomenal at transitions yes um absolutely it just flows well but yeah this this track was super heavy super heavy yeah like right off the bat um Mm -hmm. and i think if you're reading the lyrics for the first time Mm -hmm. this is where you start to kind of realize that there is a cohesive idea yeah that is throughout the album yeah that's specifically one of my notes is that they're dropping less of like the the silly sort of lyrics like it's starting like it's a bit more obscure like you don't necessarily know what's going on but at the same time it's it's definitely a more uh in-depth sort of read than just these random silly lyrics that are going on did you have something to say austin yeah uh I had three words for Foamborn B, and that's crunchy guitar sounds. Yeah. Ooh. That's all it was to me. Very Ooh. crunchy. <laughs> okay, so there is there is a, a bit that I wanna I wanna play for you guys because there was something that I thought was really really neat. Okay. Um so I'm gonna kinda kinda skip around just a little bit because it's right in the same section here. Um, but right around uh, 340 here like this this interesting jazz break is yes a nice little break between all the crunchiness yeah which which I, I really really approve of but then uh, right here I really feel like this is like an interesting build up um, to like this is such a weird build-up to the next section, which actually is coming up right around here. But this, uh, this is like the most epic breakdown to the most epic breakdown. This. Bump, bump. Ba-da-dum, bump, bump. Bump, bump, bump. That, that echoing back and forth is a really cool. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Thank you. 
and 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 that that's that's what I love. Just like that's something like right around that time. Like this came out in two thousand seven. That that like those weird echoey like staccato stuff was happening. That like this was the first one that just like blew my mind. Um, and and I mean I hadn't even heard it until later. You know, way past that time, but still it. it it's still iconic for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's still so good. Like it's one of the best staccato breakdowns you could imagine, at least for me. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think it flows once again, very well into informal gluttony. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. the intro to informal gluttony is phenomenal. Yes. Yep. Uh, yep. Like I could listen to the bass intro to that song 24-7. Oh, like damn yeah. fucking nails it with that. Mm-hmm. It's just like oh, and then the guitar that comes in, in during the rebuild section yes. at 119 is they're just it's nothing like crazy, but I just love the sound of it. Yeah, I, and and I I get this, you know, it's definitely this tribal sort of thing with with some bass uh integrated with it it's phenomenal yeah the bass is about to come in here i think yeah oh uh-huh dan mm-hmm. <laughs> oh this this song i think on listening through again uh i growing up white walls was always my favorite off this album i think Formal gluttony's kind of replaced it going back and really critically listening to the entire album again. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how yeah. round the song is because the the driving toms and bass drum of it at the beginning and end to kind of it, it, the song circles itself, but it can all, it also transitions into Son of Nothing. Yeah, really, really cool how it just takes takes those same themes and same melodies going back onto itself is yep. a really I, I i respect that that the was it the reprise yeah yes itself on the end is is just a nice little touch because and that 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 kind of just that part alone is what allowed it to take over white walls because i i grew up really like liking white walls a lot which oh. we'll talk about yeah. later we'll definitely talk but, about that but I don't know, all of Informal Gluttony just has a lot of very cool, very iconic sections, and there's lots of experimentation and more uh, foreign, the foreign sounding at the beginning kind of uh, takes a theme throughout the song Mm -hmm. and echoes little bits of reprisal throughout. So I, I enjoy the song a lot. Yeah, I, I really do too. There was a, you know, the couple of notes that I have just, you know, it definitely plays with some odd timing. Um, there, the, this song, like, I, I feel like just like in comparison, like with the previous release that they did, which was Alaska, like when you, when you like are just coming into this from that, like you're, at least for me, like I realized there was a lot of really odd time, stuff like they they definitely were like this song like i really noticed they were starting to go with some like really progressive stuff really some odd timing uh choices just something that they in alaska like it was 
kind of there, but this is just kind of more expanding upon that idea. Um, just super groovy. Um, and also, so there's this part where, um, like it just gets like super melodic and groovy. Like, and the, this is the, this is the weirdest description that I have. Cause it, all I have is like an awesome mix of, uh, melodics and groove and tech and breakdowns that are groovy. <laughs> Cause like I I don't know this song just is is a very good mix of being classic BT Bam that's so heavy, um so chaotic you know in a, like it was in Alaska, but on colors they are just they're pushing that they're pushing that way forward and just trying to like break out of just being heavy you know yeah mm-hmm. so. This is definitely one of the first songs that I'm noticing that that's like happening a lot. Um, and being the third song on the album, boom, you know? Yeah. Like you already know it's going to be nuts from here on out. And and to go on that, the feed me fear portion. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe I forgot that there were cleans in the album. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> that surprised me because I got there and I was like, oh, my God, of course. Mm-hmm. But I think the cleans feel more like I put it as like more of a supporting character rather than a, a main character. Right. Unlike coma where it, it kind of felt like the cleans were one of two main characters. Like it was almost a more of a balance mm-hmm. between cleans. And I think that's why I remember it more is because that it just feels more prominent then. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, you know, and and that that's something that like I I was taking note of is is the lyrics like they are they're definitely more structured and they're they're definitely gaining more towards a uh, a thematical sense. Um, cause cause obviously you know this isn't like the 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 concept album that they've constructed, you know, uh, so there's a lot of songs that are getting there and especially like this album has a lot of structure lyrically to it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you have anything you'd like to say, Austin? No, it's okay. We're, we're, we're doing good. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I we're mean, saying good things. We'll move into son of nothing unless there's something else that you would like to, anyone would like to say about it. Nope. So okay. all all I have to say about that is literally this. That drum intro though. Yeah, uh my first note is did Blake have something to prove? I mean, maybe so. <laughs> maybe so. Cuz goddamn. <laughs> oh, that drum intro though. Like did we have anything like that before before this like i i don't think we've had anything like this to be fair i didn't listen to the first two albums they made enough to really uh really give you an honest answer yeah i right. can't wait until we do those on this show nope. right 
<laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Just no. Uh, I, I like to do albums that I like to listen to all the way through. Oh, well, I mean, they can't all be winners. <laughs> they, they can, actually. We can only do we can do only winners on this we show. Can That's do fine. Only winners. But that negates the uh, just, just change the sub- name. Subjective waveforms colon only winners. <laughs> only winners. <laughs> but what about the segment we we're planning on doing later where we have to try and sell each other on an album and then yeah. do that album? I mean, they might not all be winners. I might choose <laughs> You know, silent circus. But like, hey, look at this. You know what? Listen, listen. I'm gonna sell you on a Kesha album. I'm not gonna sell you on Silent Circus. <laughs> you know, I'll sell you on both. How about that? Let's right. do it. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll sell you on both. I swear. Great. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, okay, I'm, so Sun for Nothing, though. Or my, son of Nothing. My God. How dare you? <laughs> I'm trading I'm trading you my son for nothing. Son of nothing. Uh jeez. Uh my god, this song is nuts though. It it definitely is. Um my favorite song of the album, 100%. I get is, I get it. Yeah, I mean I mean it's it's weird to say uh cuz a lot of people would maybe not choose this one, but Okay, so here's here's what happened. Um, I sat down to to get going through this, and I have a couple of notes. And so, I I have I have a note because this is where I specifically noticed it was this is the song that made me notice like they are there's a dichotomy between old old between the buried me and new between their buried me and not like in a bad way it's that alaska they had just got that lineup you know yeah and colors like this is where they were like oh we know kind of what we're doing now (laughs) or like maybe where we want to go because like it's really interesting how you hear there's there's bits and pieces of of these songs that are like one section is legit just like old like i don't want to say old but like like it's early bt bam that's like blast beats and chug riffs and guitar squeals but then there's a new section of between the bear and me that's doing like this crazy melodic uh weird stuff where tommy is singing avant-garde jazz yep you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like there's two different styles, and they're they're blending those. And this is the, this was the song that was like, oh, we can do both, and it's gonna work well, and we can do it. You know? Yeah. Um, that that's definitely. <laughs> yeah, this is when it starts getting a little wonky. I think like like for you is it where it derails no no that's i strive for that like Mm -hmm. i've i've thought about it a lot i don't like listening to pop and stuff not because it's bad like i don't think it's bad it's just i have a hard time staying interested i need stuff to constantly be changing and be weird and like make mm-hmm. me think to keep me engaged that's why i like this stuff and that's why i'm weird it's like 
it, it changes to that weird avant-garde stuff or, or in like the new automata they have the swing metal song and it's just like whoa like where, where did this come from mm-hmm. i need that sort of stuff to keep me engaged in the music otherwise i start wandering and drifting and losing focus right so i i, I love that stuff it do, doesn't derail me it keeps me very well on the rails interesting so was was this song like maybe kind of not in that realm like doing it for you in that sense like it it does it for me but Mm. it's not like like it kind of starts to ramp up i feel like informal gluttony like ramps super hard and then son of nothing like plateaus just a little bit for me and then ants all the way to the end of the album is like a constant rise yeah um, I don't hate Son of Nothing, obviously. It's a damn good song. It's mm-hmm. just one of the middle-of-the-road ones on this album for me. Interesting. Wow. Uh, Austin, what do, you, what do you think on this? I mean, it's... Uh, I, I enjoy lots of little... I, I enjoy all of the weird bits of the song. The, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, uh, specifically... The, the part where there's la la laws. That's yes. where it is. Yes. That section, the thrashy distorted bit, uh, going straight into the weird la 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 section. Yes. Uh, okay. Fun section, and then the was it the guitar bit around nine thirty six. Uh huh. That whole riff is, uh, fun and enjoyable, and I like to listen to it. And I wish it was a little bit longer, but besides that, like. There's there's a lot of the song that starts that that picks up the uh, fun guitar riffs that are easy to lose and forget. Yeah, yep. yeah. There there is a lot of a lot of riffs going on. Um, and uh, side note, that mm-hmm. is something that BT Bam has talked about and why they don't do that anymore is because they always find these fun riffs to play and then they play it once in a song and never come back. That's why their other like their newer songs are a little bit more repetitive because they mm-hmm. find stuff that they like. They're like, we want to play this more, so let's just play it more. Yep. Yeah, I I have a lot of notes of just like minor little like five second increments that mm-hmm. are like, oh, this bit's really great. This is really cool. But yeah, again, it plays off of that is like, yeah, it's uh they play it once. And it's done. And it's like, forgettable because. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you you don't you literally don't hear it, you know, ever again. Yep. Um, but oh, my God, I, I can tell you, like, I my notes only go up to the first minute and 50 seconds. Yeah. One one fifty is what I have in my notes. Uh, and then after that, I'm like, wow, 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 this is great. Boom. <laughs> like, I I had just such a blast with Son of Nothing. I I don't know what it was about that song, but just the entire, like, the entire song. I just had a blast, and literally uh, I, I have a section that says, Room has been torn asunder. <laughs> <laughs> Cause there was a, there was a moment that I was like, Oh my God, like I could literally just get up and just 
tear my room just apart mosh, right now. Mosh to hell and back. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only other note I have about this song is that in this song, we find out that Tommy is, in fact, a basic white girl. Oh, how so? Well, the part where he says, I did love, I did laugh, I did live. Oh, my God. He is <laughs> the epitome of live, laugh, Tom, love. Tom, Tom, Tommy <laughs> did the live, laugh, love. <laughs> oh, God. Damn. You're really fucking calling him out here, huh? Oh, yeah, my I dear am. God. I'm calling you out right now, Tommy. I'm calling Jesus. you out. <laughs> no, I, I love that part. It's just I picked up on, the, on it this time. I was like, God damn it. Then like, immediately afterwards, he does say he is a spaceman. So. Yeah, he is a spaceman. That was my favorite part. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. They do call me that. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, this this was also the, the first one that I was, like, noticing that it's, like, oh, we're getting into, like, some spacey material. Mm-hmm. Like, slowly but surely, like, it's it's getting there, you know? Um, I mean, not that it hasn't been there before, but... Yeah. Just that that one like specifically being towards like oh yeah spaceman well i mean yeah. looking at the lyrics yeah it's like i am floating farther and farther away and then like floating to the sun yeah like, it's just like yeah you're floating in space unfortunately right towards the sun but you're yeah floating in space that was one of my favorite parts too tommy's cleans on that mm-hmm. floating towards the sun whoo so good so good yeah damn uh the outro to this song into ants is something yeah as my well. my first note is super galaxy big big brain transition <laughs> <laughs> galaxy brain transition into ants yeah because it's so good it's so i didn't even i didn't even notice yeah, I, mean, I was just playing it, and I did not even fucking notice. <laughs> you have to really be paying attention to realize that you have just transferred into a new song uh-huh. at the end of Son of Nothing, because it just, it's fucking wild. It really is. It really is. Uh, um, I actually have a segment that I want to pull up here yeah. for, for Ants. Let's see. This portion is fucking wild it's like the way that i was thinking about it we'll get to the even more insane part here right here and then it's gonna ramp up again right here it's there's a lot going on and the way that i have it explained is this is the sonic portion of uh, colors mm-hmm. because they have such great chaos control. <laughs> yes, no, that that's very true. They this is when they really start becoming Sonic fans. <laughs> they've 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 started gathering some chaos emeralds because what the hell was that? No, like, for real. How do you play that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't get it. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's just. It's crazy, and I have one more bit from this song that I need to play mm-hmm. right about here. This feels like a prequel to the Great Misdirect. 
I said this feels like Kansas. Yep. This yep. is such a like Western technical butt rock. <laughs> yeah. Well. Ju yeah. Just this. Car you could you could sing "Carry On My Wayward Son" over this. Like. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God! You totally could. Yeah. <laughs> you easily could. But like, for some reason, I get this feeling deep inside me that it's the same feeling I get when I listen to the Great Misdirect. Oh, it just one hundred percent is. Yeah, it just feels so much like it. Like they just yep. found, they heard, they were listening to this album, and they grabbed that, and they're like, "This is this is the next album. Let's just expand this." That's really funny because there's another part uh, later in the album that comes up that is exactly the same thing. Yep. Yeah. Really funny because yeah, we're gonna get to that. But yeah. So yeah, what is what's my Oh my god, yeah, this uh this gets pretty nuts. There's there's some breakdowns, definitely some oodles of noodles, uh definitely a lot of oodling of noodling. <laughs> what did I what, what lyric did I misread earlier? It said something about noodles. Oh noodles are at stringing together string noodles, noodles together. Yeah, stringing like noodles together or something like that. I don't remember, but stupid. it worked. Yeah, <laughs> stupid. Stupid. All right. Uh, Do we got anything else on ants? Yes, Ooh, actually. Yeah. yeah. more? Give me more yes. of your ants theories. All I had was this. there's a Kansas section and redneck bar fights fun. Yeah, yeah. That, that end. Goddamn, no. Uh, sleep on, fly on is one of the best portions of this album. Ooh, when they, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, Tommy's cleans during that part. Whew. It's I mean everything for that. It just mm -hmm. oh, I just love the way it slows down right there and just he really just gives it his all. Yeah, and like they really build into it and just the payoff is it really gets your spine tingling when you're really into it. Mm -hmm. And do you do you guys remember at the the uh? Colors Anniversary Tour live show, how the wildest part of the mosh pit was the redneck bar fight. We all yep. knew that was going to be the case. I, I, I suspected, but I didn't, I didn't know. So, and, and that's the thing for me. Like, I didn't really get into the album until, like, right then. So, <laughs> I didn't really, like, understand a lot of what was happening in the album, but yeah, of course, like that, that's the part that I went the most nuts at, you know? Yeah. I mean, this, the solo leading into part. redneck bar fight variety hour is very nice. It's chill. Uh, <laughs> redneck. What? What? <laughs> redneck bar fight variety hour. That's, yeah, that's hilarious. That's what we've called it. Yeah. I, I remember this is what we are like. <laughs> yeah. That goes per back a long ways. Yeah. Our cute personal name for it. Yeah. Is that our new MTV show right now? <laughs> I mean, it is. Uh, it is what we called a streaming RuneScape one time. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm surprised you remember what game it was because I honestly couldn't remember. <laughs> That's hilarious. My my memory is shit tier awful. There are some very few rare things that I remember, and that's one of them. Don't know why. I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> um, those are my main things to say about ants other yeah. than it's where i really start to get into the album because i think Hold it just ramps up the excitement all yeah. the way to the end of the album except for viridian which is the i mean we'll talk about perfect break but <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. We'll okay. Right. Oh. So I, I, I have I actually have a complaint about okay. ants. Okay. Um he never says ants in the song. They only say ants in informal gluttony, but he says fly like eleven times. So <laughs> I think it should be fly, uh flies of the sky. But that's just me. I'm gonna just leave that personal complaint. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll bring it up to him at the VIP show. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Sorry, yeah. it's sorry, it's not eleven, it's nine times. I just went back and counted. But so. I mean what what what? <laughs> and uh so prequel to the sequel. Yeah. No. <laughs> prequel to the sequel, as mainstream as it is, is probably my favorite song on the album besides White Walls, but White Walls is a cop out for favorite song on the album, so it's kinda like Selkies. I mean you you can't really choose it as your favorite song because it's like, it's a banger, but we'll t obviously get to it. Um, but yeah, prequel to the sequel, I love. And I think part of it is the nostalgia from Rock Band 2 being that that song that made me hate BT Bam and then later love them. Um, it's weird. See, and the, this is this is why I love this very concept of of what we do here. Uh, cause this ended up being my least favorite song on the album. <laughs> what, what, what don't you like about it? So it's a, it's a good song. I really like it, but a, like for me, the beginning is very interesting. It's very it's, happy. It's very happy. It's very proggy. It's very not what I'm used to, like, especially coming from Alaska. Yeah. No, this was a huge change. Like, if I, I, I kind of wish I would have listened to it in order and actually liked BT Bam back then, so I could really experience that. I mean, when I got into BT Bam, this had just come out, but it, I, I really feel like you know the, this song was the hyped song, and I feel like I've heard about it and did listen to it when it came out, but I still like even to this day it's it's not necessarily one of my favorites it's a great song but for me it just doesn't hit as hard as anything else sure um for me it's the most like classic rocky song on the album sure i can get that i like legit i have this part hang on i'm gonna pull it up uh that's all it just says is is super classic rock uh, and it sounds like a foreigner track, like uh, legit. Maybe that's why I like it. Yeah, uh... <laughs> I love foreigner, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> well, um, he's there because he's foreign. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so oh. fucking funny. Oh, we're listening to uh, a bit. Yeah, sorry, I was just trying to bring it in quietly, but that didn't work. <laughs> no, that's perfect. It sounds great to me. But like. Ding dong, ding dong. I like that doorbell bit. Yeah. This riff right here. Uh-huh. I was like, I swear to God, this is a foreigner track. Yeah, yeah, you're, you may be right. And then, Polka. This, Polka. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no, totally. Which, interesting note, right where the Polka starts off, that's where the song ended on Rock Band 2. Really? They didn't do, they didn't do yep. the polka bit all the way to the end. It was just, just didn't exist. 
Yep. That's bizarre. Very strange. Um, I didn't know it existed until way later in my BT Bam career because like I started listening to BT Bam and then I played that song on Rock Band, blah, 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 blah. And then I went and actually listened to it and I was like, what the hell? What is this? There's yeah. A whole, like, there's so much more of this song left. What happened? <laughs> right. They just didn't want everyone to sit there for however long the polka bit lasts. That's interesting. Um, so, uh, so do you think we're going to have any more recorded before we go and see them live in a couple weeks? Any more recorded it, uh, episodes? No, our next one should be colors too. Okay. Yes. I just want to, I just want to call this out now. Um, I will, if I have the opportunity, attempt to ask Tommy if it's comfort or comfort that he <laughs> says 15 times at the end of this song. I will get the answers to this. <laughs> I, forgot. Just... <laughs> I forgot that's something we talked about before we started recording. He asked me that. And I was like, why are you asking that now? That's that's content. <laughs> com- Save that yeah. for the show. Come, 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 come fort or what? Comfort? Comfort or come fort? One word or two words? Really changes the whole meaning of the song. I mean, yeah. we and have he, to know. And he says it how many times? Uh, 15. Oh. Uh, 18 oh. times in the entire album, right? Yes, 18 yeah, times yeah. total in the album. But he says, come, come for it. <laughs> 15 times on prequel to the sequel. And I have to know, is it come for it or comfort? <laughs> oh, well, you know. Answer to life's questions right there. <laughs> uh, I did think life was a constant. Come for it. <laughs> uh, didn't think anything could go this wrong. Come for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need to know now. Because I well, need to w- know whether it, to it works or... either way. Uh, I mean. Hopefully we'll get the answer for it, and I'll have we'll I'll have update. the answers, and I'll bring I'll bring you back the answers on the next episode. <laughs> this <Yeah>. I swear. <laughs> I... Oh God, I I have one snippet of this song that I wanted to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, comfort is I think part of it, but we'll okay, get cool. there. Yeah, hold on, let me just play this. This solo bit right here has so much panic. I mean, all of this. It's just pure panic. And I love it. Oh, it's so good. God, that's epic. And hold on, here it comes. Come forth. (laughs) So... Come for it. Come for there I have a motif in a lot of my notes and that I love whenever they come up with something that induces panic. Mm-hmm. And that whole bit there is just pure panic. Ah. And then the comfort the comfort screaming just brings it all back and just yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's part of why I love prequel to the sequel. The it, the intro is so happy and so nice and I can really jam out to it in my car and then it just fucking goes ham after the polka and gets all panicky and I love it. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah, right. that's that's definitely all I got for that one. And it flows uh, the comfort flows perfectly into Viridian. Mm-hmm. How much do we have to say about Viridian? 
It I have a little bit. Okay. Um, mostly that once again it highlights Dan, and I've said it a million times, and I'm going to say it a million more. He is fucking phenomenal at what he does. Yes. The yes, bass absolutely. solo. Oh, the bass solo in this is so good, and it's probably one of my favorite break songs that uh, BT Bam has. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my most favorite is probably Great uh, Great Mister X. Yes. Right before Sun to the Moon. I mean, Desert of Song is just oh, love Desert of Song. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this just one has listening. Little chimes. Yeah. Listening to Dan play that bass solo every time, and then let let's just play the last little bit of Viridian into White Walls, and that'll get us into White Walls. Here, mm-hmm. hold on. Let me just yeah. pull this this up. We'll just skip right to the end here. Um, we'll listen to the last twenty seconds of this and head right into White Walls, because I don't think there's a better intro to a finale song than this uh, for BT Bam. I'm pretty sure this is, this takes the cake for me. Oh. Yep, yep. Just yep. The, the ominous chug straight yep. into it. Yeah. Oh. Shivers down oh. the spine and that drum intro. It's like, it's it doesn't phenomenal. sound like it's crazy, but the more you listen to that double bass, mm-hmm. how does he, how does he play that? Because it's not constant. He's no. he's stopping every so often and then continuing, and it's just like it skips a beat. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, I I can't help but air drum to this entire song. Like obviously I can't play it, but I will air drum as much as I can for this song because it's mm-hmm. so fucking good. Oh yeah, it's it's so good. Um, you know my notes are you know absolute banger from the start. Uh, it's, I mean, it just kills the crowd. Like any, any time you play that, like that is a crowd killer. Um, another bit of that intro, I forgot about the mixing at the beginning of the song with the Mm -hmm. two guitars. Mm -hmm. If you're listening to it, it's like, oh, they have one guitar in the left and one guitar in the right. And you don't really realize it unless you're like listening to it and you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, it sounds so good. Yeah. I can't can't believe it. (laughs) I noticed that for sure. Holy, yeah, that that was awesome. The mixing on that is stellar. Now, I know Austin had stuff to say about this since this was his favorite song uh, growing up. Growing up. Like, yeah, like I I listened to this a lot. <laughs> like this is definitely my most listened to track on the album by far up until this point. Um with the uh was it the the step back section being yes my my favorite like rebuild back into just right back into it section of any between the buried and me song yeah that whole the the step back evaluate step back recognize just yep it's so fucking cool and then the uh the the building on the closed off circle line. Mm-hmm. I that that whole little just bit resonated with me so much growing up, and I don't know why because it was vaguely nonsensical towards the ways that I like felt emotion towards it. Mm-hmm. 
it was just there was an emotion and I really enjoyed it and I don't know what it was but it's really cool and I like it a lot and that was it 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 connected with me in a way that is hard to explain but uh I feel somewhat relatable yeah so I remember you showing me that song I don't remember when it was oh we were driving we, somewhere. Well, yes, definitely. Was it the Billings? One of the Billings. To trips. Great Falls, where we drove really fast and we shouldn't have? Probably. Okay. <laughs> um, I remember, uh, this is complete tangent, but it has to do with this song. Um, the day that I stayed home from school sick and you were driving up from Billings and it was snowy as hell outside, it was cold or something. Yeah. And you stopped along the way and like took a nap through the entirety of White Walls and then continued. Yeah, oh this my is God. correct. I remember this. <laughs> I had to take I had to take a power nap because I was just exhausted from moving. We were uh, we were moving back to Great Falls at the time, and I think we Sounds were up awful. till about we were we were uh, packing until about four in the morning the night before, and then I couldn't sleep that night. Oh, so hold on a second. I left. One second. Okay, continue. Your voice is okay. freaking out. Okay, cool. So I, uh, I couldn't go back. I couldn't go go to sleep. So I woke up at, or I got out of bed at like five mm-hmm. because I just was not falling asleep. And it had been like an hour. I was like, all right, it's five in the morning, and I think my parents are planning on leaving at like seven or eight. So I'm mm-hmm. just not going to sleep. So I got up, took the car that was loaded with a bunch of crap, and drove. And I think I got to halfway on the three-hour trip. And I was probably gonna die if I didn't pull if I didn't pull over and take a power nap. And so I power napped and was just able to listen to the entirety of Viridian White Walls, which was like almost exactly fifteen minutes, I think. Mm-hmm. Made it the rest of the way. That was, I think, wow. probably probably saved my life just pulling over and listening to a song and kind of sleeping through it. So but... thank you, BT Bam, for oh saving God. Austin's life. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, wild. no weird, weird sidetrack. Yep. I totally forgot about that. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't. Here we are. Wow. <laughs> um, um. Yeah. That's pretty wild. So I, I have a, uh, so I have a couple of notes on on white walls um, that I just want to go over with you guys. So one is so early on at. Uh, Right around four minutes here, four forty. We we got. So, I want you guys to just listen to this upcoming riff and just tell me, um, tell me what you what you guys think of it. Uh, because I I really feel like you may have heard this before. Did that riff at all sound familiar at all to you? No, but now I'm really interested. The the vibes I'm getting are dream theatery, but that's all I got. Yeah, I I feel like it's something I I wasn't I couldn't quite nail it. I couldn't quite figure out what it was, but I swear to god, it sounds like something off of Great Misdirect. And the only thing that I could like, I just have like, it's a reprise because I swear I've heard this from them before. Maybe not. I don't know. They might have. We'll come back to it. Yeah, Yeah, we'll definitely come back to that. Uh, Yeah. 
producer, make a note. No. Right. <laughs> but I mean, really the only other stuff that I have is like, yeah, there, there's some good, uh, there's some good post-rock vibes, which mm-hmm. is something that I've just noticed with BT Bam is like, they, even with Alaska, there was like, they, they could be an awesome, like post-rock band, mm-hmm. but I think what they ended up doing is ditching that vibe from like a more spacey vibe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Um, I have a couple more quick notes mm-hmm. here. Um, this next uh, clip, um, it, it harkens back to live, the live moments, mm-hmm. the, these, this is probably one of their best live moments in most songs. And both times we've heard it live, uh, Leah and I, Austin wasn't at the first one, sadly. He couldn't make it because that tri- that show was canceled and then it was moved to Salt Lake City. Yep. Um, hold on, let me pull this up. This part right here. It oh, is, the chanting. Oh my yes. God. As a yes. live moment, it is so good. Everyone's yelling hey through this. It's everyone's getting fucking pumped and somehow it gets me like a little emotional yeah like anytime i hear it live it's like oh god i get Hit so emotional pull up the colors live is that not um yeah that's yes, that is that, one of that them. has that same bit i forgot that was a thing Oh, uh, do you yeah. want to pull that up, Austin? Yeah, I can pull okay, it up. Cool. Uh, what's what's the timestamp on that section? Because I'll try uh, and round about 1050. it. 10.50. 10.50. It's yeah. going to be a little bit off because it's... Uh, That's they really take, off. They, well, yeah, they, take the, <laughs> they take the end bit of Viridian and tack it on yes. to... Yes, yes. All right, so 10.50, so it's going to be a little bit after that. So Which they also to... did at the first time we went and watched ET Bam. Thank uh, you. Um, this feels way off, huh? <laughs> yeah, it does. But I'm loving it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's another thing we can note is just how solid this sounds live as well. They are masters. Yeah. Yeah, here it comes. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. It's just... It's so emotional. Yeah, they don't really capture how no. the crowd echoing it back oh on the live. God. The on this anniversary. The live anniversary one. tour. Was yeah, that so was so cool. That crowd was awesome. <sighs> God, I loved that. Um, and the only other clip that I wanted to do was this bit of a solo right here is one of my favorite little solos of I mean, it doesn't last very long but it just mm. gets me. It's so frantic. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I well, uh, it, it harkens back to that panic-inducing Yeah, stuff. absolutely. That yeah. solo, man. Like, fuck, it's so good. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. <sighs> Oh, yeah. dang. The whole end of this song. I mean, the whole song, obviously, but man, it just mm-hmm. ramps all the way up, all the way up to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it just, it, 
it really like made what a BT Bam like outro uh could be, you know? Like they, mm-hmm. they definitely like made it this epic, massive thing that now when I hear a BT Bam outro, I'm like, yep, that's that's how it should be, you yep. know? Yeah, this yeah. this was the staple. I mean, this is what created the whole thing was mm-hmm. just this album and this this song. Mm-hmm. It set so many precedents here that they followed through a lot until Automata when they broke some of it up. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind so much. No, I I, I don't either. Um, but yeah, uh, Austin, is your mic still working? Uh, I had to mute myself. Some people came home. Oh, okay. I noticed the the clip, and I I didn't realize. Okay, we're good. So, um, we have a couple more songs to talk about, but we'll talk about that after we do our wrap up mm-hmm. comments. Um, like I said before, I think the remaster is just so much better. I mean, you can just hear everything. The snare drum is a little bossy and a little loud, mm-hmm. um, which I think you'll notice almost right away when you go back and listen to it. Yeah. Um. But I just love that you can listen to any instrument at any time, especially Dan, because I mean, he's you master. Well, I mean, you don't ever hear bassists that well. I don't no, think. no, not at all. Not but, unless it's a solo or something that where they need to be highlighted. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you can pick him out anywhere in this album if you try hard enough. I mean, if you're just listening, you'll you'll hear him. And I yeah, I love that. I love it a lot. So closing comments on this album. Yeah, those were mine. Yeah, I mean, those were my main ones. <laughs> Your main closing comment is I've, listen to the remaster. Listen it's to the remaster. Listen to Dan. Listen yeah. to Dan. I mean, uh, what else could I possibly say that I haven't said already? True. I I, I don't know. I mean, Austin, do you do you have anything uh, to I comment mean, on? It's most mostly positive vibes from the album. The the only thing is. You know, like we've said before, some of the a lot of the riffs just get lost in the sauce of yep. all of the other riffs <laughs> that sound vaguely similar or the same. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the the one big negative is it, it kind of because of that it almost feels like it draws out a while. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's uh. What is it? Um, the one good, the one thing that I agreed with, uh, it was the the closing line of the all music review of it, which I'm going back to all music. Uh, the effect is less of a continuous evolution than a constant stream of promising and half baked ideas. And in the this instance, the color of monotony is rarely too far away, and like a little harsh, my dude. Yeah, but I also, agree with that. but also, like I get the idea of like it, there's a lot of really cool and good ideas, but yeah, they just needed to, you know, play out. They're some not, of them yeah, a little bit more. They're not fully fleshed out. And some of them just kind of end up bleeding together so much that it's kind of get boring at some parts, but yeah. then there's, there's all the really cool, fun, weird bits that really make up the, why this album feels so solid. 100% agree. <laughs> yeah. That that's pretty much what I said was just, it, it doesn't, you know they they definitely tried some progressive like like even what i said earlier you know like they they have this more like aggressive sound that was like the earlier bt bam uh you know lineup and vibe 
and then there was like the newer one that they got on Alaska. So now they're they're like blending and meshing those two sounds together. And I feel like this is a extremely solid attempt at like what it is to nail that sound. But I think the next album after this is uh, definitely what nailed it and definitely just brought it all together and like made it work and you know like made it a solid thing for them you know yeah yeah i, I mean i think most i think there's a pretty big chunk of of uh, i guess bt bam fans that'll probably be mad at me for saying that personally this is a, like a 7.5 out of 10 um 10 out of 10 for pushing the genre because mm-hmm. i mean for 2007 oh, i mean what else could you say? I mean, this is nuts. Well, exactly. I mean, that that's how I even felt about Alaska in 2005 right. is like, you know, there's a lot of people doing a lot of different things, but this is pushing the envelope even for that time, you know? And that's a motif that BT BAM follows a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. With at least the two albums after this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think each time they push it even further yeah um coma is a lot more uh controversial within mm-hmm. the bt bam community but we'll talk about that later oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah um if we want we can move into revolution limbo from colors yeah. two we'll talk about the two colors two songs really quick obviously mm-hmm. we'll talk about them more just, next time just some quick thoughts like yeah two, I, two sentence thoughts on these well Maybe. Well, because I, I don't want to spend too much time on it because we're going to talk about it even, even more, more when the album full, album but, full releases. So I, I want to spend like as little time on this as possible. I have overarching comments and then like some tidbit information that's fun. And then I okay. have something that we haven't done yet. And we'll get to that once we get to fix the error. Awesome. But I'll have a lot more to talk about with these songs once we actually hear them in the full context of the rest of the album Yay. but we get a pretty interesting cut i guess with these two songs yeah um, fix the air came out first but yep. we'll start with revolution since it comes right before fix the air mm-hmm. um it sounds very coma ecliptic-y that's yeah that was the entire vibe that i got from it well well fix the air had a lot more colorsy vibes mm-hmm. um I find it really interesting that a lot of the people that I was seeing talking about this stuff, uh, they don't like coma as much, but they didn't like fix the air as much until they got revolution in limbo. And they were all saying they like revolution more. I'm I'm thinking to myself, like this song is just like, like the quiet parts in this song sound like they come straight out of coma, which is weird considering how many people don't like that one as much. But they needed that this coma e song to appreciate fix the air, which mm-hmm. I think could fit right into colors in a lot of ways. That, um, yeah, that that's really interesting. I mean, I I really found you know both of them to be very fitting tracks. I mean, they they are very different in their their own uh, different respects, but I feel mm-hmm. like they they both blend very very well together. Um, yes. Yeah. I definitely agree. I have little snippets that we need to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are guest vocals on this song. Uh, yep. 
Um, I don't know if you guys know who it is, and we'll uh -huh. we'll talk about that here momentarily. Um, let me just turn this up now since I had that muted, and here we go. Uh, yeah. Those deeper vocals there. If you know it, don't don't say it. But do you, do you guys know who that is? I know no who it idea. is. That's fucking Blake, my dude. That's pretty dang cool. That's fucking Blake. I had yeah. no idea, and then I saw a comment online. He's like, "Yeah, it's Blake." I'm like, "There's no fucking way. There's no way." Mm. And then yeah, there it is. I'm like, Jesus, man. Like, who knew? Well, who knew? And and it's really kind of like funny and and more of like a, a tidbit sort of knowledge on my end, um, like it like it's almost like a tip of the hat towards like death metal vocalists, because uh, I I don't I don't know that you all listen to Cannibal Corpse. No. Okay. Cannibal Corpse. Uh, th their vocalist is kind of famous for having this sort of uh, tonality. In, a, in his voice and it, it sounds very similar to exactly what Blake's doing and it's kind of funny because everybody like in the metal community is like yeah tip your hat to that um, and even Blake was like yeah yo you want uh, you want a cannibal corpse vocalist like book me for your next booking <laughs> you know well I mean quick little bit but i mean mm -hmm. you guys know that he was in a band called glass casket yes. before bt bam yep. yep um which is a correct me if i'm wrong a death metal band yeah that's correct so yeah it, it's all just kind of completing that circle there yep which is awesome it's it's definitely a cool little tip to like where they where they started and came from versus you know where they are now so mm -hmm. And uh, my last little bit for this song. Um, did you ever wonder what Tommy sounds like when he moans? Um, uh, I mean, a thought that comes to me every single night. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Well, luckily, we got Revolution in Limbo with the salsa section because uh, here it comes. <laughs> Ah, this is where the come fort is built. God damn it. Oh, thank uh. you, Tommy. Thank you so much. Also, um, he at, at one point in the song, oh, multiple points in the song, he says monotonous drought. Uh -huh. And someone pointed out to me online that if you're not really thinking about it, it sounds a lot like he says my nuts on this trout. <laughs> And about half the time I'm listening to the song now, that's what I hear. So you're welcome. My nuts on this trout. My nuts on this trout. And it it sure does. It sure sounds a lot like it. You know, so, what, what if that's what he legitimately wrote? And then <laughs> they, were like, we, they were like, we can't put that. We have to make it say something. And they were like, okay, we'll just make it say whatever. But well, it's it's literally my nuts on this trout. I mean, my nuts on this trout really fits the mo the motif of uh, come fort. So yes, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's all coming together. <laughs> um, <laughs> God the, damn it! The ending of this song is is super strong to me. It does the same thing that Coma did, and then it wraps itself up 
nicely. It, it comes back to the beginning segment again. Mm. Hey, there it is. Oh my God, I guessed it. Here we go. My nuts on this trout. Um, I, you know, I immediately heard it as my nuts on this trout. <laughs> I didn't even, yeah, I, I know. But yeah, I like the way that they come back to that uh, chorus again at the end. It's, it just feels good. That's and really goes, sad. I didn't even really think about it the other way. It just came out that way. <laughs> There's yeah. really no other way to hear it now. No, so no. thanks for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Yeah. And then the song obviously leads perfectly into Fix the Air, which is uh, fucking heavy. It's a heavy oh, song. It's so heavy. They go buck wild Lots in of this bleh. song. Lots of bleh. 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 Yeah. Um, <laughs> the drum solo in this song. Oh my god, if, the drum solo in this song. I don't know if you know. I know. <laughs> but it's four different drummers. Uh-huh. Um I don't know them all off the top of my head that are I in it. But the, mo the moment that I know them, uh so there's Naveen. Yep. Ooh, Naveen. Ooh, Naveen. Yeah. <laughs> Naveen, Naveen is um, fantastic. And then there is... Who else is in it? Well, the first one is fucking Mike Portnoy. Yes. Yep. Which I picked up on, I think, right away. It's a very Mike Portnoy it's, it's sounding. It's Portnoy, yeah. In fact, hold, hold on. Let's just go into Fix the Air here really oh, quick. Oh, please, dear God. And we, let's just listen to the drum solo because it's, it's sweet and it's I, quick. I mean, we have um, to talk about one of the main things of it, though. Yes. Oh, perfect. I guessed it. Cowbell, bitches. This is Mike Portnoy. Yep. And this is Naveen. Sounds like Naveen, too. Yep. And here comes... Kenneth Schalk, which this is my favorite drum solo, because if you watch the video and watch him on his drum kit, he's fucking crazy. I feel like I know that name, too. And Blake. That sounds more like Blake, too. Yep. Yeah. And then I, uh, what, I, what I found really interesting, the day after they released Fix the Error, Someone else had already done a drum cover of it. And then Blake was like, well, shit, I haven't even learned all the drum solos yet. No, really? <laughs> <laughs> so that was one of the things that he had to practice. I think he said he had to practice it. So I'm assuming it's one of the songs that we're going to be getting uh, at the show live. Yeah, I'm not going to check, but I'm assuming so. I mean, we have to. I mean, it's one of the yeah. main it's one of the main singles. So yeah. uh, Austin, you're still there, right? Yeah, I'm okay. hanging out. Okay, I just wanted to make sure we didn't lose you there. <laughs> Since it's been working so well, I'm afraid. Um, mm -hmm. um, and then I have a really weird thing here. Mm -hmm. The bit after this drum solo, the the, the uh, guitar solo, sounds like it could fit almost perfectly into Colors itself. So let me just pull oh. up this this bit here. Uh, this is the end of Ants of the Sky. Uh, all right. Tell me how well this fits. 
Uh, ants into fix the error. Huh. Flawless. It's. I mean, it's a little. I mean, I mean, I mean, just like, the, like I, I hear where it should be. Yes. Mm -hmm. it, it. I mean, it's not perfect, but it feels like that could have easily just been slotted right into the end of Ants of the Sky. Right. Right. Because the guitar sounds are so colorsy i mean it's just mm -hmm. like you just took it right out of colors and threw it into colors too but you can just take that bit throw it right into and answer the sky and there you go yeah which is very interesting to me um it's and i picked up on that the first time i listened to uh, fix the era i was like shit that's that already sounds like something in colors one and then i had to go listen to colors all the way through and figure out where it was from right and then i i spliced them together and i was like huh Weird. There it is. Yeah. Dang, wow. It all just kind of works. Yeah, actually it does. Dang. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are my main things to point out from those songs. I think they're fantastic, and I'm really excited for the entire thing. Yeah. I mean, I liked Automata, mm -hmm. but I think it's it falls into my mid-level uh, of, of, I guess, the whole discography of, of BT Bam. Agreed. Yeah. Same um, here. It's definitely not the lowest, but it it's it's in the middle. They have highlights that we'll talk about later. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I I'm colors two is shaping up to be in the higher end of my liking. I think so, so far, far, yeah, yeah. So it's, far, it's, it's getting there. I think they've done some really cool things in this album, and I'm really excited to hear what else they have in store for us here in yeah. twelve days. Woo woo! Twelve days, jeez. But yeah, that's uh, colors and a little bit of colors too. Yeah, yeah, colors. All uh, right. Whenever we record again, since we're going to, or I'm going to be busy for a very long time now, uh, we'll be talking about colors too. And we're going to just talk about all the things in it. And maybe some of what probably what happened at live show. Well, yeah, I mean, we have to come back with the answer to come for it. So. Yeah. Yeah, we'll at least get that answer. Listeners want to for know. You. The people need to know. This <laughs> is for the people. Not just the listeners. I want to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we will talk to you guys whenever the next episode comes out. Woo-woo. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye.